Chewy Elliott, Damian Jackson in there for another run from Oliveira. Outside, 20, 15, 10, Oliveira, 5 to the corner for the touchdown! Brady Oliveira touchdown. If the pass game isn't working, it's time for some Brady brand football. Three receivers to the right. Four-man rush. Fajardo missed the snap. It's on the ground. Chase for the ball, and the Bombers have it! Jackson Jeffcoat is on it. He won the race with Fajardo as the snap went awry. It just went right through Fajardo's hand. Second and eight. Kolaris, blitz coming. Goes deep into the end zone for the touchdown. Kenny Waller. Touchdown. From the six, Kolaris looking left. Flat for Oliver for the touchdown. Stepped in front of Tyrese Beverett. And Brady Oliveira relaxing in the end zone with his second touchdown of the game. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Here is 680 CJOB's Derek Taylor. Live from Mosaic Stadium in Regina, the Labor Day Classic is upon us. It's the Bombers. And Riders, the Bombers looking to get to a 10th win on the season and be the first team in the CFL to clinch their playoff spot. Appreciate you joining us in the Certainty Broadcast booth. Professional-grade building materials, pro all the way. Derek Taylor, Doug Brown, Ed Tate will be alongside as we are keenly observing the weather conditions here in Regina. 33 degrees Celsius currently. Wind 33, gusting to 47, and there is smoke. Uh, last I saw, the air quality is at a 10. That is not great. It had peaked at 11 earlier today. We are told as we get closer to game time, the air will clear up. But uh, right now, Doug, these are suboptimal, let's say, football conditions. Yeah, this is something new, obviously. I, I haven't seen this. I never saw this during my career where a, a game would be have these kind of situations the circumstances unfold right air quality something very very different and new to professional sports right and it's on display right now in saskatchewan yeah when it hit 11 earlier today it comes with the warning that essentially it's not safe for anybody to be outside just just hold your breath right? <laughs> exactly much less professional athletes breathing very heavy smashing into each other for 150 plays today we certainly hope that the forecasts of the uh, the air clearing up here in regina will come through we've had no indication that the game will be in any way delayed or affected by that we will update you as best we can as we go along for now it is hot and smoky and zach Kalaris and drew brown and dalton schoen and nick dembski are down warming up ahead of the Labor Day Classic in a matchup that they've owned the last couple of years. 23-8 to was the score in 2021, an absolute dominant performance by these Bombers. 20-18 to last year on the Mark Leggio 55-yard field goal. What was a run of complete dominance for the Riders, Doug, has dramatically shifted. Someone asked me, what did I think the reason for that was? If I throw that question to you, what caused the shift in 2021 in your mind? Is that Claris? That's what I came up with, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, w w without question. So, uh, obviously, they have won. I mean, 2016 was a lot of people are talking about that was one of the, the greatest Labor Day Classic uh, victories of all time for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But if you want to talk about consistently, you know, as we are very aware, your quarterback has the most profound impact uh, on any football game, uh, the outcome of it. And uh, so the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 
have Zach Claris, who used to play for Saskatchewan and was unceremoniously uh, discarded, traded, uh, removed from this roster. So when you've got a league MVP and, uh, you know, he's on your team and you go revisit your arch rival and he's got a massive chip on his shoulder every time he plays his football team, I think those things tend to lend towards the the results we've seen. But, you know, at the same time, uh, uh, Saskatchewan is a highly motivated football team uh, in these contests. Liberty Classic, they've been able to pull stuff out of their hat that you didn't think they were even capable of. And they're a confident bunch right now, even though they're five and five. You know, they just beat the BC Lions, and the BC Lions have beaten the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So, you know, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders know uh, in a game of this nature and, and magnitude, you know, they're very capable of making this an extremely difficult game and, and pulling out a victory. Zach Kalaris is 6-0 and in his career in games uh, on the Labor Day weekend. Just a, a quirk of what day it could be. Uh, should the Bombers win today, he would be the winningest quarterback on Labor Day in the history of the Canadian Football League. He's currently in a multi-way tie, but seven wins would be the most for a quarterback ever on Labor Day. This is obviously a, a big game for us as fans. It's a big game for the players as well they all feel exactly what this is about this will be a sold out crowd here at mosaic stadium rashid bailey is first up for us in the pregame show we asked him what's it like being inside this rivalry if you don't really know then you don't belong in the cfl um i feel like now that i've been in it for the last this is year four i know what it's about you know nothing's new a feeling's not new it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be wild people gonna be drinking having a good time and shoot, we're going to be out there ready to perform and put on for the city. I'm always curious, what is the feeling like? Because there's going to be a lot of people going, Bailey, you stink. Bailey, I hate you. Bailey, I don't know you, but go away. To be able to bring that kind of emotion out of people, I feel like is somehow flattering. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want. That's what you want. You want, you want that kind of energy. That's what makes the game special. You know, that's what makes the CFL game special, too. I mean, I, I think that this game is really what sets, you know, it, it sets the tempo and the tone for what the CFL really is and what it's all about. And to have fans do all of that stuff, the heckling and all that, man, you hear it. But you tone it out, and it's crazy, man. Ten years from now, you're going to look back at these moments and be like, man, like, I love this, man. That is Rashid Bailey on being inside the Labor Day Classic. Ed Tate, to to be in a job and so good in that job that people hate you for doing that job and will yell at you all game long, hey, get out of here, we don't like you, and things that probably go a little further than that. That's, that's super flattering. The Bombers, for all the boos that are going to rain down on this offense, every one of them should feel like a pat on the back, I think. Are you on? Try it again. It's not on, not yet. We don't have your microphone up. Uh, while we figure it out, Doug Brown, it's got to be They're pretty hacking us. flattering to get, when we're to get here, booed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it, it's the Prairie Rivalry. So it's, um, it's the nearness, the proximity. I, I think it's, it's the, the relations. There's a lot of people, you know, that have some, some, uh, relatives across the border and, uh, 
it's the the pride that that both uh, franchises have with their football teams. I think that I mean this is the this is the greatest rivalry in in the CFL bar none. I think this is a, a showcase of everything that is right about the Canadian Football League, and uh, it's pretty exciting. And they're you know they're back to back sold out games. Uh, I think the Banjo Bowl has surpassed the Liberty Classic now. I think we should start referring to this as the under the Banjo Bowl undercard, right? The the warm up to the Banjo Bowl because. You know, it's sold out sooner. It's got louder fans and a better football team with better records. So oh, this yeah. is really the this is the the undercard for for the Banjo Bowl. Now, I, I think we should. You know, we don't have to refer to it as the Labor Day Classic game. It's not always very classic, um, and it's not on Labor Day. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> so many things wrong with it, right? So I feel like that's a, a real good <laughs> argument for the Banjo Bowl is the primary one, and this is just the the warm up. Our, our own Ed Tate, wordsmith for decades, is just, he has no words to even convey <laughs> the emotion that will be in today's game. Is this thing on? Okay, there you here go. we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm with Doug. I like that idea now of uh, kind of selling this as the undercard uh, because the banjo bowl has been, is every bit as fun, if not more so than this one. Just to what we were talking about earlier, um, I think it's one of the coolest things about being an athlete. I talked to Kenny Lawler about this this week. It's being hated. Into, it's yeah, so coming cool. into any ter- enemy <laughs> territory and being the heel, right? Yeah. It's like the, ah. the heel in wrestling. You come in here, everybody's booing you, and, you know, you get to come off the top rope and body slam somebody and uh, and in enemy territory and booing you. I, I, mean, I mean, we say that largely because we don't want anyone to know where if it's not a lot of fun playing here and and hearing i mean the best you can do is when you're winning is just quiet and no one you can say, you know, and we're all like high-fiving each other down the field and and nobody in the stadium cares and people have left and da, 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 da. you know any of those games you've been fortunate enough to to come out on the right side so uh i much prefer playing a home game than the most hostile of games on the road in regina what's so. changed for me watching this game since 1990 or so is that uh when the team starts winning, and this isn't a black hole that it used to be, there are going to be a lot more Bomber fans here than there used to be. Because yep. it got so tiring losing 11 in a row or whatever it was there that people said, I'm not going to get in my car and drive out to Regina and, and have a hotel room for two nights and be hung over on, on uh, game day and then be really cranky at the end of the game. I'm not doing that anymore. But now the Bombers have won a couple in a row won a couple of cups in there. People can't wait to make that drive out here, and, and you'll see it. I was told uh, this morning that there's a lot, of, a lot of Bomber fans coming to this, and next week there used to be a lot of Ryder fans that helped sell out Banjo Bowl. But, not, not required anymore. But the number of people making the trek east from Saskatchewan to Manitoba has dwindled dramatically and still sold out. So... Uh, it just goes to show you, whichever team is dominant at the time. There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, the other yeah. one doesn't want to be involved. I don't want to go partic- there. Yeah, people I don't, don't want to participate unless they have a chance of winning. Success, right? Exactly, so. exactly. The 52 nothing game, probably people weren't oh. excited to go back uh, the year afterwards. So now that we know, now that we're, we've decided, we're, we're in agreement that this is the undercard now. Yeah. So I think Doug's proposal is great. Uh, we asked, I talked to Mike, <laughs> a long snapper Mike Benson, longtime Winnipegger, uh, what he members of being in the 2021 and 2022 undercard labor day classics 
it's the crowd noise. It's uh, <laughs> it's the crowd noise in Saskatchewan. It's something uh, it's something you gotta you gotta be there to try to like to understand how loud it kind of gets in Saskatchewan. And then you know being being part of that first banjo bowl in Winnipeg, being from Winnipeg, going going to banjo bowls growing up. It was uh, and then obviously the the fans here are just incredible. But the atmosphere it just it gets your gets your blood pumping on a different level. Yeah. Can you compare the noise that you guys pump into practice here to what it actually is like in Sask? Is it comparable? Because uh, it, it was earplugs for us in the upper deck here. It uh, It's close, but you know what? We're practicing a little bit louder, okay. right? So that anything less seems like a walk in the park. Okay. Yeah. The noise you're pumping in, I didn't hear any Benson, you suck, or curse words floating at toward the bombers, which no, which I is see. which is nice. Yeah, which is nice. That white static noise is uh, music to our ears right now, actually. <laughs> Mike Benson, uh, nice enough to to join us. He's been a part of the Edmonton Calgary rivalry. He was in Hamilton for a bit, uh, and now, uh, pardon me, he was in BC. Excuse me. So he had a non uh, Labor Day rival, and now back. He's excited to be playing in this one again at DT on OB on Twitter, or you can text us at 204-780-6868. I want your favorite Labor Day memory, and I want your least favorite Labor Day memory. Whichever way you want to go, send them our our way. Uh, We want to hear you as we get set for this meeting. The Bombers going for three straight victories here on Labor Day. We are a couple hours away from kickoff. Still, don't forget, today's game brought to you by Plano.com. Bet on blue on the other side. We will preview the week in CFL fantasy. Plus, we'll talk about uh, six foot seven quarterbacks and the challenges they present to this bomber defense. They're it's abnormal. Pr- They're <laughs> so abnormal. So abnormal. And yet still dwarfed by my partner, Doug Brown. Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football at 680. CJOB. Dominion Lending Centers works with all the major banks and credit unions to get them competing for your business. We pride ourselves on making sure you get the best possible rate. With access to hundreds of reputable lending institutions, we provide you with the right mortgage to suit your needs. Take the hassle out of the home buying process and achieve your home ownership goals. Find a mortgage expert in your area by visiting dominionlending.ca. It's time to get pre-approved. Hey Jets fans from Winnipeg and the Prairies, get ready for another hockey season. By popular demand, all new game packs give you the option to customize a four game, six game or eight game pack. Choose the number of games you want, pick your favorite games in each tier and save. Learn more at winnipegjets.com slash game packs. That's winnipegjets.com slash game packs. Hi, this is Kevin Mitchell, General Manager at Steeltown Ford. Everyone knows cars cost less than Selkirk, but people keep asking me if trucks do too. Steeltown isn't nicknamed Truck Town for nothing. We're currently offering up to 15000 off in-stock F-150s and 2% over cost on all factory orders. Plus, we're giving away lifetime two-for-one oil changes with any vehicle purchase. See why we're Manitoba's top-rated Ford store. Take the short drive out to Steeltown Ford because cars and trucks cost less than Selkirk. The Deals for Days event is on now. Two weeks of deals that go on and on and on. Shop nonstop savings that'll keep you and your budget extra happy. Deals for Days is on until September 13th. No frills. Won't be beat. See nofrills.ca for details. You can now get your local news from 680 CJOB instantly on Amazon Alexa. Just add CJOB to your flash briefings on any Alexa device and say, Alexa, play me the news. It's that easy.
Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Hey, Bomber fans, I'm Marissa Turton. Did you know if Winnipeg wins today, they will have won three consecutive Labor Day games for the first time since a four-game win streak more than four decades ago? The only time the Bombers have won four games in a row on the rivalry weekend was back in 1978 until 1982. From 2005 to 15, Winnipeg went 11 seasons without beating the Riders in the classic matchup in Regina, but that all ended in 2016 in a meeting with a dramatic finish. Winnipeg surrendered 22 points in the second half as the Riders tied it up with just over one minute remaining. It came down to the wire, but Bombers kicker Justin Medlock made a 43-yard field goal for the win. All-time, the Riders lead the series 37-20, dating back to 1949. And a Winnipeg W today would mean three consecutive Labor Day game wins in a row. But an hour and 50 minutes to kick off. It's the Bombers and Riders in the newly tabbed undercard. To the banjo bowl still will be heat will be on here in regina gregory's on the text line says give us an air quality update uh it is currently 32 degrees and the air quality level is 10 which is, as it says here is a high health risk we're told as the game gets closer the air will clear up does it get down to a seven and eight we will we'll let you know as best we can along the ways uh, currently, I can see further or farther than I could when we planted ourselves in the seats here at Mosaic Stadium. So potentially that's a good sign, but we'll see how it goes and see if potentially it will affect the game. The pregame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center. Tackle all your at-home projects with Olympic Building Center. And uh, update from the parking lot, Doug. Your fancy blue truck is in perfect condition uh that was that's a beautiful beautiful machine you brought with you today you know the guys at birchwood uh chevrolet just raised the bar every time i come out here they raise the bar they know the importance of the undercard to the banjo bowl and uh yeah what a spectacular ride it's not all i never want to drive five and a half hours anywhere i never ever ever want to do that but if i have to do that my goodness, the guys at Birchwood Chevrolet, unbelievable with how they hooked me up this year. So uh, my uh, my sincere thanks for them uh, loaning me that ride that just blends in so nicely here in traffic, you know, out, outside of the color. So, <laughs> Yeah, this is truck country, and, and oh, yeah. you, uh, you fit right in. Uh, speaking of folks who don't particularly blend in, Riders quarterback Jake Dolagala at 6'7". Everybody was talking about it at bomber practice this week. Mike O'Shea was dropping quips about it, saying, oh, I don't think Willie Jefferson has ever played against a quarterback this tall. He's Willie's height, which is true. I asked Willie Jefferson. He says, in fact, he has never played against a quarterback this tall, and Willie sees some perks in it. It's going to be hard for me to get the unnecessary roughness, like, like you know, say hitting him on the head or, you know, the horse collar that I got, like I guess like the first couple of games and stuff like that with them being short, you know, the typical Trevor Harris ducking and things like that, so we ain't got to worry about none of that. As you look at the Saskatchewan Rough Rider team, what do you see? I see a very dynamic offense, uh, receiver-wise, a good offensive line. They've been they've been playing together very well. Uh, the inside inside three can be beat uh, with games. Tall quarterback likes to uh, put the ball up for his receivers. A uh, big 50-50 guy, you know especially with uh, his two leading receivers, Emulus and 
Baines. Uh, Baines. And then just uh, him trying to find quick throws, quick, easy throws. Uh, when he's got pressure in his face and stuff like that, easy for him because he's a taller quarterback. He can see over the offensive line a little bit better than most, uh, most of the CFL quarterbacks. And he's not really a runner, but he can if he has the opportunity to. Uh, if he needs to get like a first down, if it's like second and short, you know, something like that. Are there things that, that when a team gets down to its second quarterback, its third quarterback in this case, are there things that you go, he probably doesn't know that this happens at this level, so I can, I can, I can try this? Most definitely. Some, you know, uh, some of those guys, like some of those young guys don't know that like some of those throws are longer than what they are and stuff like that. They did, uh, and also they think they can spend a little bit more time, spend a little bit more time in the backfield like patting the ball instead of like trying to find things like that. So in like then like stepping up, trying to run uh, early in the down instead of like, you know what I'm saying, sitting back there, like trying to let stuff develop and then trying to find a lane to run. They just feel like as soon as they feel pressure, they want, they want to take off and things like that and then run right into a defender, right into a linebacker or something like that that's blitzing. It's Willie Jefferson on uh, the challenge of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders offense and Jake Doligal. And he gave us a little bit of uh, everything. There was the uh, rip on the Trevor Harris duck-in, which we've all seen. You know exactly what it looks like. It bothers me every time. Uh, Willie saying that the inside three, the guard center guard, can be beaten with games and that some of those throws are longer than what they think they are. The uh, the five-yard out to the wide side of the field. And I, I look at that and go... Ed Tate, why didn't I just steal that for our three keys to the game for Boyd Auto Body and Glass? It, the first item is interesting because Jackson Jeffcoat said the same thing about with a taller quarterback, you don't have to worry about helmet-to-helmet -helmet contact as much. And those guys are going to get after him today. I, I like that the way the Bombers move Willie around, too. He'll line up opposite the guard or the center sometimes and come at. And so Jake's going to want to know where number five and number 94 are all the time because those guys are going to be coming at him. I, you know, I, I'm not sure I know enough about Jake Dolagala yet. You know, we, uh, we've seen the one game, and in that game, he rifled a couple of passes that looked like, wow, this guy's got an arm. And then there were a couple he threw that looked, they had a hang time of a punt they were up for so long. And so I don't know what, what to make of him yet. And I'm not sure the Bombers know what to make of him yet. That's why every answer seemed to be, well, he's six foot seven. He's tall, and then the, the rest of the scouting report was pretty thin, in my opinion. Well, 54 pass attempts, right, right for exactly. 446 yards. You don't get a ton about him. Uh, I mean, I just take that the coaches who saw him the most said he's our third-best quarterback. That's the, that's kind of all I go into this game expecting. If I was ever asked to uh, a comment on a player, and I didn't really have anything nice to say, I'd be, well, he's really big. <laughs> he's really big. Just talk about something that's very very obvious in the physical sense but look at how tall he is he's really tall so he can probably grab things off the top shelf like it doesn't <laughs> they're struggling to you know it's yeah. a guy it's his third start right and so uh, you haven't you don't have a lot of film on him you don't have a lot of you know it, it's a it's a guy that is not uh, anywhere near the top of their depth chart so when you know if there's something nice to say say he's abnormally tall there you go <laughs> And uh, I would like to mention that Adam Big Hill is abnormally short, just for the record. Okay, and just you know, he is. But damn, does he, <laughs> damn, does he hit hard. The the one thing when you talk to Saskatchewan folks, and we'll hear from Daryl Davis uh, in about thirty minutes from now on the Saskatchewan side of this, in the other guys, uh, he's got the arm that Mason Fine didn't have to be able to throw the ball up and use those fifty-fifty balls. 
in this game in week two. Samuel Emelis yes. had three touchdowns. Tevin Jones had an incredible batted up in the air and, and scored a touchdown. They, they have receivers that can make plays, and I, I think Saskatchewan fans feel like Dola Gala can take advantage of the variance that would come in this game. The var- if Demario Houston doesn't pick it off, maybe our guy catches it and things will prosper. Uh, they're, they're holding their breath until Trevor Harris gets back is where they are. But uh, interested to see uh, uh, another uh, another game of Jake Dolagala. I feel like after after a game or two, teams, Richie Hall knows what Jake's about at this moment, and we'll, we'll see perhaps a different performance from him than we got against the BC Lions last week. Did any of us have the guts to take Jake Dolagala in CFL Fantasy? Let's talk about that right now. I don't care what the cost is. Nick Dembski. Kalaus for Dembski. The five and a touchdown. Dylan Mitchell's going to get one on Winston Rose. Going deep for Mitchell on Rose. Got in the 20 and he's going to walk into the end zone. You know what I've learned about CFL fantasy football is that it makes me hate players. Kamar Jordan, I don't know anything about him, but I hate him now. Doug Brown loving players now up to 130th. More than 200 spots ahead of me in CFL Fantasy. Doug is crushing it. Chase Kendall won the week. Uh, Chase Kendall 14, pardon me, won the week. And Show and Tell <laughs> continues to lead the CJOB Fantasy League. I have gone with, for this week, Chad Kelly versus the Hamilton Tiger Cats is my captain. They've readjusted some prices because there were a lot of bargains on really good receivers this week. Uh, I got Kenny Lawler, Geno Lewis, and Reggie Bagleton. Uh, for a combined $28,000. I couldn't believe it. James Butler, one of my running backs. Kadeem Carey, I'm waiting to see what Calgary puts out for their roster, but he's in there at 8700 bucks. and the Calgary defense was a bargain, and I don't really care about defense. So that's where I have gone with my team. I'm rolling with Chad Kelly of the Toronto Argos because I still don't believe that Hamilton is very good. I think their win over BC was a one-off, and that Toronto is going to prosper. Doug Brown, any tips from your lineup 200 spots ahead of me in fantasy? Well, I just realized that right now, if I just write down everything you pick and I make my picks exactly the same as yours, you'll never catch up, and I'll stay exactly that far ahead of you for the rest of the year. So that's, that's something I'm going to uh, contemplate going forward. Uh, that's the I've Price got... is Right strategy. You just $1 base. <laughs> yes. 500 501 you I got Calgary's defense. I also have Chad Kelly. I have no idea why I didn't. I didn't pick these. Uh, uh, I got Willette, uh Butler as well, so we want to see him um, not score any touchdowns, but run for 300 yards against the Bomber defense here. I got Kenny Lawler. I had Bill Pot and Keon Hatcher as well. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got I got some decent Hatcher points, last uh, night. Hatcher when, 16 and a half. Yeah, Hollins went okay. off in the game last night yeah. with a couple of touchdowns and some bombs. Uh, Phil Pot is still. If you're looking for a value pick, uh, Tyson Phil Pot is. Uh, would have been a good one. All right, we need a pick from this game. Bombers and Riders. Ed Tate, your pick to click. Pick to click is Dalton Schoen. So I was looking at some numbers. He had eight catches for 145 and, and a touchdown in the first game this year. He's played four games against Saskatchewan in his career, has a touchdown in every game. And in those four games, 18 catches, 368 yards, and four touchdowns. So Dalton Schoen's my pick to click. I like that corner route to Schoen for the touchdown. Doug Brown, give me a pick from this game. You know, I just Kenny Lawler is just undeniable as the number one receiver on this football team, and he's he's so supremely talented. He can go off at any time, so he's my pick to click for this game. 
If you're looking I, for every game, actually, that's yeah. that's Kenny Lawler. If he's going to be playing. if he's going to be ten thousand dollars, why would you not pick him in a seventy thousand dollar league? If you're looking for a little bit of a bargain, uh, you can go to the Riders. Jared Stearns. He's a full time receiver. He's going to be there for a low price. I I just don't think the Riders are going to be a good pick today because I just I'm not buying as we talked about the Jake Dolagala performance of last week. It was still under two hundred forty yards. So. From a fantasy perspective, three touchdowns is good, but is this bomber defense giving up three passing touchdowns to a quarterback that's not Trevor Harris? I I kind of don't see it, but uh, let me know your picks on the text line. We're 204-780-6868. We are keeping an eye on the weather. We're keeping an eye on the players warming up on the field. It's uh, the undercard. I just I, I like this. The undercard. is. I'm, I'm officially I'm in. It's been 20 minutes. I've been had to bat around in my mind for the undercard game tonight ahead of next week's Banjo Bowl. If you uh, have not Blue Bomber content in your life, may I recommend to you the Blue Bomber podcast. Greg Mackling hosts it every week. We talk everything about the Bombers. We review and preview. We'll give you your fantasy talk. You'll get Skylar Peters in the film room, and you'll get G-Mac's take on the Bombers. Uh, do it wherever you get your podcast apple podcast subscribe leave us a five-star rating and review and just get more blue bomber content right to your phone that's also the feed where you'll get our call of the game the pre and post game also the weekly coaches show which will be on tuesday this week the blue bomber podcast wherever you get your podcasts we are an hour and 38 minutes from kickoff on the other side the coaches comments plus what's the deal with alden darby not on the roster for today's game. Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Twist up your snack time with Tim's new savory twists. Served warm in four cheese or everything seasoning. They're a buttery and flaky pastry and freshly baked throughout the day. So grab and go with Tim's new savory twists today at participating restaurants in Canada. The Wob way is the wrong way. I'm a 30-year police officer, mom, Métis, and PC candidate Rajan Karan. It's Wob's troubled background, run-ins with the law, bullying ways even today. Authorized by the official agent for the PC Party of Manitoba. Oh, look, another empty promise from Heather Stephenson. She does know that we know what she's up to, right? You mean trying to distract us from all the damage she and Pallister have done? Yeah. And hoping we'll just forget seven years of PC cuts and chaos in healthcare? Bingo. And if she wins the election, she'll go straight back to cutting? She's done it before. And we can't afford to let her do it again. It's time for a government that works for working families. A message from the Manitoba Federation of Labour. Fiber-powered Ignite Internet is now here. At the Zimmermans in Moose Jaw. At the Patels in Red Deer. At the Browns Cabin in Fernie. Where you can stream movies in the hot tub. Or the bathtub. Any tub you want. It's in Balfe, Alberta. Happyland, Saskatchewan. Yubo, BC. And other cool places from Flin Flon to Medicine Hat. Our fastest fiber-powered internet has arrived. Ignite Internet from Rogers, together with Shaw. At Sleep Country, we know that sleep is an important part of getting kids mentally ready for the classroom. And good mental health contributes to achieving their goals and dreams. This month, we're proud to partner with the Canadian Mental Health Association to donate $100,000 to their campus peer support program to help our youth as they head back to school. Because when our kids are mentally strong, they can dream bigger. Sleep well, stay well. Sleep Country. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. 
The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Who's in, who's out, and what should we expect from the Bombers in this game? The man with the answers is the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Mike, when you come into this building in Regina, any special feelings, any different feelings? I like the old stadium better. <laughs> I, like the, I like that the fans were right there on top of you. You know, that and the old Ivor win I thought were fantastic venues because the fans were right behind you, giving you grief the entire time. It was it was quite entertaining. I'm not sure if modern workplace safety regulations would allow those buildings to remain open these days. Ah, it seemed yeah. like that wall in Hamilton was right there. Like, yeah. players ran into it, unfortunately. Well, and that dugout, you know, people would be <laughs> leaning right over it, swinging their hands down. It was good. A couple of roster changes for this one. Jamal Parker comes back on for this game. What does Jamal Parker bring to this team? Well, he's a versatile athlete. He can play a bunch of different positions for us in the secondary. He's, uh, you know, a tenacious special teamer too. So speed, athleticism, he's got, he's got a lot of grit. I hate to ask you a lineup question, but any chance we see him in the return game? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I kind of figured that was coming. Uh, Alden Darby, I, I saw him in practice on Thursday. Did he get nicked in close practice? Uh, He's no. on a six-game now. Yeah, we, we made a move to switch to get Parker on. We'll see where that uh, leaves Alden as we go forward. All right. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders, 5-5 five and five on the season with a negative point differential. Those are the ones that we throw out to fans. When you see the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, what, what challenge do they present? Well, they're coming off a bye, and if you watch their last game, they were, they were hell on wheels, running around smashing people. So if they bring that same energy that same gusto it'll be a physical battle which will be what you expect on a labor day matchup with a rivalry game like this we put more emphasis on it because it is labor day is it different from being here in week number two well i guess they've sold out so there's going to be a little more volume i think the you know that would be about it i don't know that um you know you try hard not to get up for one game and not for another, right? You try to remain as consistent as possible. It is a little uh, harder to do that when you have so much passion in the stadium. I mean, it's hard not to feel it as palpable energy, right? The players absorb that and <laughs> it comes out on the field, hopefully. In the coaches show, someone asked you about writing little notes to yourself. If someone yells a good curse at you, can you write your notes in it and tell us on the coaches show? I, yeah, I, I've, I've done that before. I've written stuff down before. Sometimes, you know, I, I think it's, uh, it's changed, right? They're now probably tweeting something instead of yelling it out. But because they can hide behind the, the anonymity of, of the electronic device. But I always appreciate a good heckle. There you go. Do you, any chance you'll see any mean tweets about yourself? Is I, it zero? No, I'll never. I yeah, don't. never. When asked about what's, where the Bombers are right now, I, I've been saying... They're unusually healthy. When I think of the 24 guys they would, you guys would have wanted starting in camp, most of those guys will start today in this game. Is that is unusually healthy a fair thing for me to be saying or no? Yeah, it's not really something we ever talk about. I mean, the truth, you know, down in the basement of the stadium is the guys are, everybody's in for treatment and working on something that they need to fix. So it's that time of the year where everybody's nicked up, but that's football and... You know, if a guy's 83%, you know, most of these pros will get you the full 83%, right? Yeah. Which is really all you're looking for is for them to give everything they can possibly give. Whatever, whatever they're feeling, 
you know, whatever, however good or bad they're feeling, just to give everything they've got. Hear more from Mike O'Shea on the Coaches Show, a special day of Tuesday this week from 7 to 8 on 680 CJOB. We're about an hour and 32 minutes away from kickoff. Today's game brought to you by playnow.com. Bet on Manitoba. Derek Taylor, Doug Brown, Ed Tate with you from Smoky Regina. 33 degrees Celsius. Air quality index is at 10, which is basically don't go outside very much. We're hoping it clears up. We're told it's forecast to clear up as we get closer to game time. We'll, of course, keep you apprised as we go along. Something interesting there. Something interesting in the depth chart, and then there from the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Alden Darby practiced on day one and day two, so Wednesday and Thursday. We don't know what happened in the close practice on Friday, but never appeared on the injury list and is not on the game day roster today. So when I talked to Coach O'Shea, that was, of course, from yesterday. I said, did he get nicked? And O'Shea said no. And he said, we made a move to switch to get Jamal Parker on. We'll see where that leaves Alden as we go forward. Alden Darby was the starter at Dime Defensive Back to start the season. He was a starter in the Grey Cup, and then he became the backup, and now he's not on the roster anymore. And I I just I don't know what to make of it. Of Jamal, uh, Alden Darby is on the six-game injured list right now without a particular injury. So uh, I feel like Ed should just tell us the truth about what the uh, situation well, is here. Let's, think, not, let's not dance around it, Ed. Let's just, I, I think the, tru- <laughs> the truth is that Reddick Cramdy took his job and now they want to take a look at jamal parker so i mean i think people can connect some dots here and i think it's just a my opinion it's performance related and that's that's where we're at that a guy that uh, yes they traded for him twice but they love reddit cramdy reddit cramdy's canadian and they love jamal parker because he can play every spot in the secondary and i think that alden darby at this stage in his career is a dime and dime only so uh, I, I think there's uh, performance related and then roster depth, positional versatility related too. It, it makes me fear for, uh, for Alden Darby's future. And I have nothing to base that on. I don't have any inside reporting on that, but it makes me fear for Alden Darby's future with this team. But I mean, Jamal Parker in his season debut, he is, he is three apples high, but that, that guy hits it hard. <laughs> Three apples high. But I've never heard of that. I'm writing that before. down. I like that one. Three. That's not very high. Jamal, just so you know. Jamal Parker, 5'8, 177. He is a small football player, but the thing that was Tenacious. very. He, he, he throws a load at people. He does not mind mixing up with guys 50 pounds heavier than he is. That Doug likes both three apples high and throwing he a load. throws all his apples at everybody. <laughs> cores, and, cores and all. So, yeah, it's it's just curious uh, the way Alden initially lost his job and then Cramdy got injured late in that week, and now Alden is back. And there's no ratio reason why Retta Cramdy needs to be that dime defensive back. True. So that's that has to be, I mean, in in my mind, that has to be just a, to your point, a quality of play thing. But now we get a look, uh, look back at Jamal Parker potentially. And, Doug, to, to a point you've made for a few weeks, Jamal has the ability to do some returns, and Coach wouldn't commit to it. But Jamal Parker, folks on Morning Big Blue are screaming for Jamal Parker to get some return action as well. Yeah, and our guy uh, McRae, though, he had, he had, did he have a breakthrough on he returns? He had a better game, I he thought. Had yeah. He had one that was awesome, right, that yeah. uh, uh, was well outside of his average, which was horrendous. So 
we saw him do one, and hopefully in this game um, he can build upon that, or we just completely hand it over to Jamal Parker. Either way, Jamal Parker gets onto the roster today, the second-year man from Kent State. Good to have him back. Uh, O'Shea didn't really talk about it. A lot of the guys haven't talked about it. The Bombers are incredibly healthy. Like, I, I just I went through the roster and went, okay, of the 12 guys you would want starting on offense, all 12 of them will start today. Of the 12 guys we would have had, they would have wanted to have day one in camp. Um, is it? Did Holm take the job from Parker in camp? They were flipping it back and forth before Parker got injured. But Houston, Nichols, Alexander, Holm, Rose, Cramdy, Big Hill, Wilson, Jeffcoat, Thomas, Walker, Jefferson. I look at this and think 24 of the 24 guys they would want starting are starting. And I, that is so unusual. It. I need to now in the offseason go back and figure out, has any team been in this spot in week 13 before? Well, you know, you take a look at the, the six-game injured list, and you're right, the, the names on there are guys that might make your roster if they were healthy. Like, there's there's a place for Mike Miller on this team. Tiadric Hansen would absolutely Hansen, be on the exactly. roster. But, but, but they're not starters. And so uh, you make an excellent point. And then, uh, you know, this came up with Zach Claros's our conversation with him yesterday and he wanted to knock on wood right so uh they you know i don't know if you call it uh good fortune good planning by the you know, the training staff whatever you want to call it. it's a combination of all those things uh we are into the labor day classic and you don't look at that list other than maybe janarian grant as someone that's really desperately missed right now uh they'll get people back uh, sooner or later because some of those guys are practicing now but the, it's into the good uh, decisions to have to make down the road. When Malik Clements is cleared, when Theodric Hansen is cleared, when Grant comes back, how do you fit them in? And, you know, that that's a, a neat uh, discussion to have with the coaching staff down the road. Yeah, when I look at the Riders roster, I think, okay, they're where I expect a team to be in midseason. They've got six guys they would want starting on the injured list. I feel like that's, that's what to Including expect. Including their quarterback. Exactly, yeah. which is uh, kind of one of the stories of the CFL. But, Doug, what I take from that is if you have all 24 guys, you can't slip up. These are, You need to stack up some wins now because you need to take advantage of this because it will not always be this way. Well, I, I think the one thing we, we don't bring up either is the fact that toughness is an attribute of a roster as well. It's hmm. part of the makeup and dynamic of your player. The guys on your team, uh, they can be tougher. They can be more resilient. They can be more durable than their opponents and so it's not always yeah luck always plays a factor in it there are some times where injuries are unavoidable and situations are going to present itself that are very unfavorable to your success but also uh it's how you collect and and acquire your roster and how you value those, those traits in your players and i think the winnipeg blue bombers are a very tough uh resilient football team uh for the most part yeah they they absolutely deserve credit for for some uh, the fact that they're one of a few teams that hasn't lost their quarterback for more than a game is uh, I pray that that keeps going, right? <laughs> we, we don't need to see what who their fourth quarterback would be like the Ottawa Red Blacks have had to figure out. We're on Twitter at DT on OB. I want your I want your favorite and your least favorite or your least favorite uh, Labor Day memories. Uh, you can tell I have a lot of Saskatchewan people that still still follow me because I keep getting Rocky Butler, all sorts of... Hey, you're not supposed to say that around, Doug. No, I... Nope. Nope. Uh, Hadley Mitchell at Hads 34, Medlock's winner in 2016. That was beautiful. It uh, was, yeah. Absolutely. 
Uh, Hoops fan says, to be totally fair, Regina is the armpit of the universe. It has nothing to do with the question, but I just wanted to throw that in there. Oh, <laughs> oh it's rivalry week, isn't it? I love it. It, it is the it is the undercard. As uh, as uh, where is that tweet from uh, Jonathan W. Hudson? Undercards happen the same day or at least the same weekend. No, no, this is the uh, the undercard. Six days away to the banjo bowl. Just six days That's away. As close as it gets in football, right? You can't play two games the same day. No, nope. let, let us roll with it. Let us have it's some banjo fun with it. Don't get in the way undercard. of a good idea here. Come yeah, on. exactly, exactly. I can only imagine what the Bombers media team can do with uh, with that going forward. Marking it, it down. Four forty-five. So we're all about an hour and twenty minutes away from kickoff. On the other side. We'll hear from the other guys. Daryl Davis will tell us all about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders team and the challenge that they present today. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. If you're looking for a real deal on a good quality pair of shoes, boots, or sandals, check out the Clearance Center at Canadian Footwear. We've got great deals on all kinds of footwear in all kinds of sizes. And even though the prices are marked way down, the shoes are of high quality. From well-known brands like New Balance, Merrill, Timberland, Clarks, Rockport, and many more. So check out the Canadian Footwear Clearance Centre, only at our downtown location, William and Adelaide, where we fit you. Hey, it's Capital One. We just want to tell you, you've got this. Yes, you. You've been working so hard. Like, really, really hard. You've been putting in all the effort, making all the right moves, doing all the right things. So it's time to give yourself some credit. And we, Capital One, are here to help you build it. You've got this. We've got you. Find the credit card that's right for you at CapitalOne.ca. You raised them, nurtured them, and watched them go off to school. So who better than you, as a parent, to know what is best for your child? It's been almost 30 years since parental rights were enshrined in the Public Schools Act, but things have really changed. So it's time to enhance your rights, because we believe you have the right to be informed and the right to choose what is going on with your child in school. We're the only party fighting for parental rights and for you. Authorized by the Financial Officer, PC Party of Manitoba. Walmart is the number one place to save on groceries. Save $3.13 on a two-pound container of red or green grapes. Now only $2.84. At Walmart. You're listening to the city's biggest conversation on 680 CJOB. It's where you can turn to hear informed opinions. It's your source for the news you need. This is 680 CJOB. Winnipeg's News, today's talk. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. 447 as we are getting ready for the Labor Day Classic. Some of the Bombers in their white jerseys down on the side. Jamison Sheehan down there. Sergio Castillo getting some work in along with the rider specialist. Mark Leggio's 55-yarder last season was the difference in this one. A 20-18 win for the Bombers, their second straight win in the Labor Day Classic. Don't forget a little later in the pregame show, the keys to the game, which is brought to you by CG Open Road Outlet. Power sports, campers, boats, premium used vehicles, and more. Visit openroadoutlet.ca. Time now to get the scoop on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the other guys. You got your jokers, your ball busters, your vets, and the other guys. 
Daryl Davis is back as a columnist at the Leader Post. Thank goodness. How many years away was it? 15 years, Derek. I'm recharged going back. It's a blast. Here. Shooting fire out of your pen. It's fantastic to see. Also contributor to CJME and their pregame show in the green zone here. So you got your finger on the pulse of football in Saskatchewan. The, the question we've been asking in Winnipeg is, who is Jake Dolagala and what kind of quarterback is he? What what insight can you give us? Well, from training camp, we were watching him pretty closely because we wondered what was going to happen behind Trevor Harris, and he looked good in training camp. He, I know six foot seven isn't your ordinary height for a, for a quarterback, especially in the Canadian Football League, but he's got a great strong arm. He can throw over top of everybody. He runs pretty well. His reaction, he makes good decisions, and that's always what you're looking for in a quarterback. I've been on his bandwagon since training camp, Derek, and you know, around Regina, everybody wants the other quarterback. Mason Fine is supposed to be great. Mason Fine got better, but he does doesn't have the upside that Jake Dalagal has. Neither one is Trevor Harris, is my perception, because he was fire in week number two. You're right. Trevor Harris, it, this was becoming his team. You yeah. can see it. It took a little bit, right? A new guy coming in, free agent. I, I like Trevor Harris way more than I thought I would. When I watch him from afar, and, and like you say, I've been out of the business a little bit from, for a while and wasn't interviewing people, but when you see him, he's got that self-confidence that it isn't phony. It's the way he is all the time, and the team was rallying around, him, rallying around him. He didn't play great, but he played good enough, and there was a game, I can't even remember which game it was, where he took the whole team late in that fourth quarter, and you could see he pulled them along. That means he's a leader, right? You see Zach Kolaris do it all the time with Winnipeg, right? The good quarterbacks do that, and Trevor Harris was able to do that, so you're right. It's a huge drop-off after Trevor Harris is there. Mason Fine was a huge drop-off. Won only one of his five starts, but then they put Jake Dalagali in because Mason Fine gets hurt, and they win the first start with him. So, to me, the quarterback controversy is over. If they don't start Jake Dalagali for the rest of the season until Trevor Harris, if he comes back, uh, then they, they have no idea what they're doing around here. <laughs> uh, one of the big changes from week number two is Kean Schaefer-Bakers in the lineup. How has he looked since he's returned? Because he is as dynamic as they come for a big guy. Yeah, he caught that rolling touchdown, right? The, and how about uh, Samuel Emelis, too, the rolling touchdowns those guys caught. The, it seemed, like we talk about Jake Dallagala, but having those guys, the way Emelis has played, and having Ken Schaefer-Baker back really sparked this football team. And I think more than just on the offense. They did it on the defense, too. You could see some of the plays that Micah Johnson was making. Nick Marshall always, one way or the other, great play one way, bad play, but, but he was playing well. They were just playing a great football game, and it had a lot to do, as we say, with the quarterback Jake Dalagala, but a guy like Ken Schaefer-Baker who everybody's been waiting for, a Canadian. And you know what they're doing, Derek? They're playing him at slot back now. It's another thing we've been on them about the last little while. When, yeah, when Stephen McAdoo was the, the offensive coordinator here, he put him on the wide side of the field because that's where you put Canadians, right? Schaefer-Baker is one of those guys not quite Ray Elgard-esque, but you give him a running start and he's unstoppable. And that's what they're using him at mostly. And he can be unstoppable. So I think it's a huge, huge boost to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders offense. Which I, I, want, I thought going into the season would need a boost, but Sean Bain has been twice as good as I thought he was. Obviously, Bomber fans remember Emelis with three touchdowns. Tevin Jones makes plays. They haven't even had Brandon Lenius for much of the season Morrow and Hickson are both weapons in the backfield. Like there's, there's the potential if if you can get around this Winnipeg defense. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they brought Darrell Walker in, and I thought that was going to me. That was a great late season addition, a late off season addition. Then he gets hurt right away, and as you said, Tiffin Jones makes Sean Bain Jr. They come out of the woodwork kind of and are having great seasons, so they can cut Darrell Walker when he gets healthy again. So they, they've had good receivers, but they've had American receivers. When when you were working here, we were looking at all the drafts that would pick, and they say, what are they going to do with all these Canadian receivers? And at a, one stage there, 
They lost Mitch Picton. They lost Lenius. They lost Schaefer Baker. They had only Samuel Emelis. They only had one Canadian receiver out of this, what we were calling a Canadian Air Force Two, right? We were thinking it was going to happen, and all of a sudden there were none of them, and that's when those American players who you mentioned got a good, good opportunity to play and are still performing pretty well, and now having the Canadians back really helps them out. It allows them to get a guy like Frankie Hickson back on the roster and gives them another weapon offensively. The shade you're throwing at 87, Bruno LaBelle, is... is <laughs> wow, that is, uh, that is hard. I'm trying to figure out what the Saskatchewan team is. We talked to, to Daryl Davis. They're 5-5, five and five, but a significant negative point differential. It's like minus 64, and I go, okay, well, they win close games, and then they get murdered in games, and I don't know what to make of where they're at. Where do you believe they are? Are they, are they a contender for, for a home playoff game? Are they firmly third? Are they in the mix for third, fourth, fifth? Where do you believe the Riders are? Third, fourth, fifth, probably they're the best of that group. You know, but the way they played against the BC Lions really surprised me, especially after they had stunk out the joint in Montreal, which other teams do. And you can say they're pros and they only had five days. They shouldn't use it to travel as an excuse, but they were horrible. They were totally fatigued. And remember, they had gone to Touchdown Atlantic, then they had gone to Vancouver, and then they went. To, they had a game at home that they won, and then they went to Montreal. They're worn out. You know, you as a broadcaster, me as a reporter, following the team around would have been tired, and they had to play a game. So the way they bounced back against the BC Lions gave a lot of fans around here hope that they're a decent football team and they look pretty good uh why is that huge points differential well they have they've always had that good defense right the you know uh jason shivers the uh defense quarter has done a great job keeping them they've got good players a very strong defensive line playing as well as anybody in the league right now i think and that offense because they didn't have trevor harris because they're using mason fine and because they're missing all those great wide the canadian receivers messed up their their ratio a little bit and they did boost their offensive line in the offseason Derek. but then they lose philip blake they Lose Hawkins, the guy they wanted to tackle. Uh, got Peter Godber, a good signing for them in the offseason, was hurt for a little bit. So that's why their offense has struggled. You know, it's the excuses of pro football. But when you look at it from afar, you say that's why they're struggling on offense. They've been good on defense, and they have the occasional burst on offense. And now with Dola Gala in, Kelly Jeffrey, the offensive coordinator, has been able to add some explosive plays to that offense. And I think you're going to see a better team. But against Richie Hall's defense for the Bombers, it's still a very, very tough task. That is Daryl Davis of the Regina Leader Post and uh, CJME, part of the Green Zone, and their pregame coverage here in Saskatchewan. Been around the CFL for a long, long time and a valuable resource uh, for us here. Jake Dolagala is who we're going to talk about a ton in this game. He is Saskatchewan's third quarterback of the season. Uh, 18 of 29 for 239 and three touchdowns last week in, fair to say, a surprise win over BC. I'm getting some nods, so we'll go with that for the season. 33 of 54 for 446, four touchdowns and one interception. Doug Brown, when you don't know much about a quarterback, as broadcasters say, well, well I would say, hey, uh, he's tall and he's got a big arm. What do you do with that when, when you're a defense and you don't know much about a quarterback? Where, where do you go? Well, first and foremost, you want the other two phases of your football team to say, hey, guys, okay, they got, a, they got a, their third-string quarterback playing offense. So as long as we win... You know, we should win defensively and we should win on special teams without question, right? As long as we get that result, you should be okay. But a new quarterback with limited film when you're a, a player, uh, you, you, you want to respect your opponent in, in, the, in the sense that you don't just want to uh, uh, give up, say, contain or shirk a responsibility, right? Uh, you don't know necessarily what they're fully capable of um, just because... Uh, they're limited in, in action. What you've seen 
works both ways, right? In, in the sense that you, you only have so much film on him, you actually only know so much uh, about what he's capable of, right? So it's you can throw all this stuff at him, but hey, it turns out he can process really well. You, you don't know that yet because everything is that limited amount of information definitely works both ways. But I would say, you know, when it comes to young quarterbacks, it's always just changing everything up from running stunts up front, switching spots, lining up guys on line of scrimmage and, and dropping guys out and, and doing zone dogs and, and disguising coverages. These are just the kind of things you just want to have a, a wheel of fortune spinning around for your defensive coordinator in terms of what you're going to show this guy and uh, looks he hasn't seen and he started very easy to do that based on what what you saw bc played against him you want to show him things that are completely different from that just so it's a learning process for him uh you want him to kind of panic and stampede in that pocket and force him into uh, decisions that are premature or obviously the wrong thing to do take advantage of it well and ed panic and stampede in the pocket sounds like the the thing that willie jefferson and jackson jeffcoat uh do against tackles like say eric lofton and colin kelly's a veteran i'm not sure he's the best pass blocker in the league but uh two defensive ends from the bombers who could make it a nightmare for a a, a new quarterback that's that's exactly right and then you know and with that clip that we played earlier from Willie Jefferson, I think, I think the Bombers believe that the interior of their line could be vulnerable too. So maybe Jake Thomas and Ricky Walker pop off the page a bit more today too with some pressure up the middle. Back to what Doug said, and, and the process, his ability to process is the key thing to me. So we don't know really whether Jake Dolagala could process things. So again, to what Doug said, throw all kinds of different things at him. Never let him get comfortable back there with what he's the pictures he's seeing. We saw Zach Caleros make mistakes last week, and this is one of the best players in the league, right, at that position overall in this league. He's the best player in this league, in my opinion. So uh, it happens to the best of them is what I'm trying to say, but until you know whether Dolagala is going to be able to process, make Willie Jefferson and uh, Jackson Jeffco get in the backfield and, and make his life miserable because... Uh, Let's find out about him uh, when the, the heat is on. Let's put it this way. If Saskatchewan can't run the ball this game, it, it's a done deal. It's game over. You know, every every new quarterback needs that crutch. They need that dynamic of, hey, I don't have to win it by throwing the ball every down, right? If Saskatchewan, 100%, the emphasis on having a multifaceted attack, a balanced, multidimensional attack, having that ground game where he doesn't, uh, you know, it's not on his shoulders. Because he's going to make mistakes without question. Yeah. So if they don't have that ground game to buffer what he's doing in the pocket, this game's a done deal. Don't you think that, too, what they'll try to do offensively is get try to get him in a rhythm with some safe, you know, the, a screen to the, 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 to the sidelines, a quick pass over the a hot read, kind of quick slant, that kind of stuff, just to get him in a rhythm uh, where the ball comes out of his hand fast. And as Doug said, if you've got a ground game, too, because if they start off with a couple of two and outs, then then he starts doubting things too, like, oh my God, this bomber defense, and then that just uh, kind of engulf you in the wrong way, right? So I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if what they try to do is dink and dunk a little bit offensively earlier just to get this guy on a roll. Saskatchewan's lead back, Jamal Morrow, averaging 4.3 yards per carry this season. They have not been able to run the ball much at all. Uh, in that BC game, there was there were... The Ryder fans were excited about the deep throws. So four guys to one side and 
take your pick goes goes to the backside. Oh, the look is right. We're gonna one on one this ball down the field. Mm-hmm. We're gonna rainbow a few. I, I I would like the thought of getting him some completions, getting him comfortable, yeah. getting him some help in the run game. But if I'm the Bombers, we're I'm not gonna let you run the ball, and I'm gonna force you to be the way they appeared to approach Jake Mayer. Yeah, you guys can't run the ball this game. And Jake, you can't beat us. So by throwing the ball exclusively, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's that's how I would approach it as well. Uh, we'll see what Richie Hall comes up with. Here's eight on the line. We're going to rush four, or we're going to drop nine. Richie Hall could do just about anything in this game, and I love it. We're just past five o'clock. Want to uh, congratulate the uh, Manitoba Bisons? Got their season underway. It didn't quite go the way they wanted. They fall thirty to twenty-seven on Friday to Saskatchewan. The Bisons back at it Friday against Alberta. The Rifles, 1-2 and two on the season. They are on a bye week for Labor Day. Hopefully the guys are enjoying their week off. They are at Calgary next Sunday as uh, all sorts of football going on for fans in Manitoba. Coming up, hot takes with Cameron Poitras and a little blast from the past who is meaningful to this game as we continue from Mosaic Stadium in Regina. I'm Skylar Peters. Coming up on the film room, it's the Blue Bombers snatching another win in a milestone first game at Mosaic Stadium. This one came on a cold November night that sent Winnipeg to Calgary for the 107th Grey Cup. It's the 2019 West Final. It's coming up on the pregame show. You're listening to Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Sounds of the game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Two passing plays, 100 Bet on blue at playnow.com. Enjoy responsibly. Think the NDP won't raise taxes? Think again. Because Wab Canoe and the NDP voted against Budget 2023 and you. They voted against lowering your income taxes, against affordability and carbon tax relief checks, against giving you a 50% rebate on school taxes, and against an extra $5,500 in your pocket. Wab Canoe and the NDP voted against you. Your turn is coming soon. Authorized by the Manitoba PC Caucus. Hi, it's George Andrews from GJ Andrews. These days of processed foods have you wondering what you're really eating. When you create in the kitchen, you can open a jar without it being loaded with additives and preservatives. At GJ Andrews, we pride ourselves in our careful selections we make to help you prepare meals that are good and good for you. There are many products on the market today that are free of additives, and we have hundreds of them for your choosing. If you believe you are what you eat, you need to meet us. GJ Andrews Food and Wine Shop, 384 Academy Road. We know good food and wine. With mobile stations in the same parking lot where you get your protein, pasta, and produce, a.k.a. the groceries, filling the tank when you fill the trunk is more convenient than, uh, than... Look, if there's something more convenient than filling up at a mobile station located less than 100 meters from the grocery store where you earn PC Optimum points, it hasn't been invented. Yet. Fuel efficiently. Mobile. When games are played, when there's a trade, sports news has been made. You'll hear all about it. 25 after the hour on 680 CJOB. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. 
Just over an hour to kick off here from Mosaic Stadium in Regina. It is the Bombers and Riders. The Bombers looking to get to 10 wins on the season with a victory. They would be the first team to clinch a playoff spot this 2023 season. Don't forget today's game brought to you by Plano.com. Bet on blue. The weather is a conversation piece all in advance of this game. 33 degrees currently at the Regina Airport. The condition says smoke. It's cleared up a little bit as we've been sitting here, but it's still a bad air quality here in Regina. It's supposed to get better. The forecast is for it to improve to a non, I don't know, non-lethal level as we get to game time. Wind gusting 36 to 47. No reason to think the game won't go off as planned as the, the game clock here is down to 62 and a half minutes away. Uh, but we will, of course, keep you apprised as we go along. Hot takes are coming up, but in Regina, I wanted to do a little blast from the past with you guys. And normally it's a guy from a little further back who Doug would have played with or played against. But the, this one, it just... It, at the time, it was a neat trade, and uh, upon reflection, it gets even more interesting. I wanted to ask you guys your memories of Alex Hall. Bombers defensive end had 15 sacks when Brendan Tamman traded him directly to Saskatchewan. When does that happen? When do the Bombers make trades with the Riders? And they got back some very important pieces, it turns out, in return for a guy who didn't have a, a ton of impact. For the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Ed Tate, first up, uh, Alex Hall memories. Well, I'll be honest, some of my memories of Alex Hall are limited because I had switched to cover hockey at that uh, stage. Uh, but I do remember this. I'll talk more about what the Bombers got at the other end of that because they, they traded for Pat Newfeld, who was a bit of an unknown. And you remember the first few years, he didn't play that year for Winnipeg. And, and then after that, he really struggled to stay on the field with injuries, right? And so a lot of people... He was were... labeled a finesse player yes. when he came here. And, and really? They, That's yep. what they tagged on him. Uh, Saskatchewan, right. the Riders, when they let him go as part of that trade, they said he, his his style of offensive line play doesn't fit. Yeah, he and he was seen as kind here. of as a tackle more than a guard. And so I think people were frustrated at first with that trade because, like as you said, Alex Hall was putting up some amazing numbers. And then Pat Newfeld the key piece of the uh, and the return wasn't on even on the field for Winnipeg but as we go go along here now I mean when was the last time Alex Hall played in the league and Pat Newfeld, Newfeld is an all-star so that's 10 what, years later 10 yeah. years later uh so again who else is in that trade okay so it was uh Alex Hall and a second round pick which became Dylan Ainsworth and the exchange was Patty Newfeld and a fifth a fourth round pick that became Christoph Normand who played three years at fullback for the Bombers. Okay, so it was an American defensive end who was putting out big numbers for a Canadian prospect, uh, uh, yeah. offensive lineman that wasn't fitting into the the Saskatchewan Rough Rider offensive line plans. Okay. Well, in Saskatchewan, I mean, they already had John Chick and Ricky Foley and Tyrius George. Like, they already had, they were just looking to the thing that was going to take them over the top, and ultimately they win the Grey Cup that year, but... Hall had 15 sacks, then he got to Sask in October, and he had one sack the rest of the way. You know, oh, and you gave up a guy who's been in the CFL for 10 years, starting at guard and bouncing out to tackle, like you say. You go, man, it's... Teams don't trade Canadian offensive linemen, and for the Bombers, they had to give up something. Hall didn't play a ton more in the CFL after that. He went to the NFL after that 13th season, but, man, uh, Brendan Tam. How much time did he get in the NFL? Do we know? 
uh, he was down there for a year and then came back to to Saskatchewan for 15, and then that was it. Um, to this is why teams don't trade Canadian offensive linemen away, right? Because a decade later, Patty Newfeld, he he's always super interesting. He's a Saskatchewan guy, but now he's fully a Winnipeg guy. He yeah. will never leave Winnipeg because just because everything is so much better in Winnipeg. And he's moved. He moved to Winnipeg too. For, he used to keep a place here in Saskatchewan, but now he's a full. His last winter was his first full-time, full year in Winnipeg. So, I, I you know some some trades have a lasting impact, right? Some that are made in the moment, and you you know you, you get the guy for your playoff push. And Saskatchewan won the the Grey Cup that year. I'm not sure how much Alex Hall had a part of that, but the Bombers have won two Grey Cups, and it, there's no doubt about who the, the right guard is every week, right? I mean, it's number 53, and he's going to, you know, if he can stay healthy, he's going to probably get a couple more years at least, I would think. So one of the great all-time trades for the Bombers. Absolutely. All right. Let's see if uh, Cam Poitras, he might bring us anything in hot takes. Does he have trade ideas? Does he have <laughs> outlandish predictions for today's game? Uh, let's see what hot takes he has. Cam Poitras, the co-host of Jets at Noon, he does our morning sports run and every week joins us to drop some hot takes on us. Cam, welcome back, sir. Hey guys, real happy to be back here on Labor Day weekend for some more hot takes. Let's get right into it here. Uh, first one, I think the BC Lions are going to make the playoffs, but usually one team in the CFL rises after Labor Day, and based on that win a week before the Riders' bye where they taught BC 34-29, to they held off a late comeback attempt by BC, no doubt about that. But I look at that Lions loss to Hamilton as well, and this might be a scorching hot take, but I think the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going to be hosting the West semifinal. Absolutely not. <laughs> no chance. Yeah, zero. Hell no. And to, to, to be fair to Cam, he recorded that before BC won last night, but Saskatchewan is three wins behind BC. BC has a point differential plus 67. The, the Riders have a massive negative point differential. They, they're they not as good as their 5-5 five and five record even, and when they're 5-7 and seven after the big game next week, uh, we're all confirmed. Cam might be. Cam's out on this one, yeah? That's a February take in Manitoba. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a cold take. Yeah, all right. Uh, Cam, failure on the first one. At least we, <laughs> we do not agree. What do you got for number two? Okay, guys, number two, uh, the Ballhawks and the Bombers are leading the league in passes defended. Evan Holm, Willie Jefferson, and Deadrick Nichols, uh, three of the top three, Holmes and Jefferson, are both tied for first with 10 each. Add that up with the league's leading interception specialist, Demirio Houston, and they're going to make things real difficult for Dolagala, and they're going to hold them to less than 200 yards in the air. Whoa, less than 200 is hot. Hot. Doug that, Brown. That's a good one. That's that's a that's a very intriguing one. I say the Saskatchewan puts themselves in a hole, and uh, they're going to be forced to take some shots down the field, and they'll connect on a few. So I'll say just over two hundred. Okay, Ed Tate. Yeah, I'm I'm with Doug on this. I I think because we know we've talked about this earlier. I'm not sure that they're going to be able to run the ball very effectively, so they're going to have to throw a ton. And they do have a great receiving core. And you mentioned earlier, DT, they like to get those matchups and try to. You know, get some 50-50 balls out there. They're going to win one or two of those. 
I could see uh, him throwing for, you know, 230, 240, something like that. But I don't think their overall uh, net offense is going to be very high because there'll be no, there won't be much on the ground. That's my prediction. Yeah, and I don't think he's in danger of getting pulled because their backups are Shea Patterson, their running quarterback, and Antonio Pipkin. I've seen that movie before in Montreal. Uh, so I'm going to go over 200 for the I'm with, I'm with the guys. I think I don't think he's going to be very successful. If there was a measure of success apart from yards, Cam, I, I don't think he's going to uh, hit that. I'm with you on that. Number three, what do you got? And my third and final one here, guys, uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going to once again claim the league's most outstanding offensive lineman, the line that is powering Brady Oliveira to the league lead in rushing and has begun to solidify themselves once again. It's going to be another big game on the ground. Jamarcus Hardrick, I think he's rolling up to be the favorite, uh, in my mind at least. Uh, you know, I know some of the voters are going to look to Toronto. There's no doubt about that. But in my mind, I think Jamarcus Hardrick is uh, sort of a, a sneak in to win. His first ever CFL award. Jamarcus Hardrick for most outstanding offensive lineman. That is, those are three that's a hot fiery take. takes. Well, the first one was a cold take. Yeah, yeah. that's a fiery one. Uh, you know, I'll jump in on this one first. It's an interesting pick because Winnipeg might have the best record in the league by the time the season's over. Uh, Brady Oliver is going to have a thousand yards easy. He might get it today. And they're going to put up a ton of yards. So that's going to, you know, put a lot of good attention on the offensive line. Stanley Bryant's always got all the love. The left tackle gets an awful lot of love all the time, right? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't mind this idea that if you're get a voter fatigue, you don't want to just write in Stanley Bryant's name again. Maybe it is Jamarcus Harvick. He'll have to get the Winnipeg vote first to get on to the next round. But uh, that's a pretty cool take. Uh, I still think that when it comes to, to the league level, uh, it'll be somebody else just because people are tired of giving it to Stanley Bryant and it might be someone from Toronto. It might be somebody from BC that comes out of the West. There's nobody in SAS that's going to get it. There's nobody in Edmonton that's going to get it. Calgary will nominate Sean McEwen. Yeah. Um, who would but, it be in BC? I just said that, but I don't know yeah, who it would be. Uh, BC might get Jarrell Broxton at left tackle for them, but Winnipeg, I mean, when you have sense. the number one rusher and the number one passing offense in the CFL, a lot of that, as much as there were some struggles early in the season, Doug, we haven't complained about uh, Matthew Betts or James Vodders killing offensive linemen since I, like week six. Like they've been, they've kept it tight. Yeah, you know, this season for the offensive line, I feel they're a better unit than they are as individuals. I think they are playing better collectively than necessarily having guys that are standing out. Uh, you look at some of the midseason report cards that came out. There wasn't, you know, Jamarcus Hardrick wasn't even on the radar really as a, as an all star, and uh, I don't know. I would have to disagree with that, though. I think uh, you know the way they're performing right now is uh, is certainly at a level high enough for this team to continue to be successful. I, I just don't see Jamarcus Hardrick as being a, uh, a most outstanding uh, offensive lineman for the CFL. I think PFF would grade Chris Kolinkowski as the top offensive lineman, very high in the run game. Not near as high in the pass game. Uh, curious to see, but as Ed Tate says, it's whoever the voters in Winnipeg give everybody to vote on will determine. But, man, the offensive line has come a long, long way since that first game against the Calgary Stampeders. It is 5-16. We are 52 minutes away from kickoff. And our poll is going at DT on OB on Twitter. Do you agree with Doug Brown that we need to consider today's game as the undercard to the Banjo Bowl? 
yes and hell yes is 60%. 40% say no. Again, I still have a lot of followers from Saskatchewan. So Doug Brown's little nugget that we need to start considering today's game as the undercard to the Banjo Bowl. I really like it. I, I like it a lot. This makes sense. It, it's the second game. It's sold out faster. It's a better team. Louder fans. You know, three great cups. It's, it's I think the, the, poll, the poll should have just been yes and hell yes. That's it. The poll maker takes the, takes the blame yes. for that one, okay. yeah. I, I cannot argue with that. Uh, that man is already shirtless. <laughs> we are still... And he should put it back on. 15 minutes. Hey, if I look like that at his age, I'm not wearing a top ever again. Uh, Ed Tate, thank you, brother. Thanks. We'll talk to you at halftime. Ted Wyman slides Thanks, in on the other side. Ted Wyman spent the week dropping stats on the CFL stat guru. We'll talk about that when we return to Regina. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football at 680 CJOB. There's one thing we know for sure. Healthcare didn't break overnight, and it certainly won't be fixed overnight, no matter what other political parties promise. But healing has begun with nearly 1,100 new medical professionals hired, 70 new OR assistants, and 150 new doctors on the way. This already adds up to over 80,000 more surgeries and procedures with many more to come. Healthcare is healing with a plan to keep us on the road to recovery. Authorized by the official agent for the PC Party of Manitoba. Uneven or sloping floors, cracks in the doorways or walls, doors or windows sticking, are all signs your home's foundation is shifted. Bluemax Basement Systems are the foundation pile experts and can lift and level your home with their Bluemax Helical Pier System. Their technology allows Bluemax to guarantee the weight of your basement is permanently stabilized and supported for its lifetime. Bluemax provides the highest quality of repair for people who love their homes. Visit bluemaxbasements.ca. That's blue, M-A-X-Basements.ca. I don't like what I see in the mirror. I, I've tried so many different diets, but nothing's working. I don't know what to do. Is it just me? Weight management isn't one size fits all. You're unique and your wellness journey should be too. Body Measure can customize a plan that shows you where to focus your efforts. We accurately track lean mass, body fat percentage, bone density, and the fat surrounding your organs. Stop wasting your time and money on things that don't work. Book your scan today at bodymeasure.ca. Every day is a good day when you're with Girl Guides of Canada. Experience all the excitement, fun, and growth that comes with being a Girl Guide. Girl Guides provides girls and young women ages 5 to 17 the confidence and skills to lead and inspire change in their own lives as well as in their communities. Registration is now open at girlguides.ca. Begin her journey of empowerment today. Girl Guides of Canada. A better world by girls. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Hey, Bomber fans, I'm Marissa Turton. Did you know this week Winnipeg could clinch a playoff berth for the seventh consecutive year? The regular season is barely past the halfway mark, and the Bombers could be the first in the league to secure a playoff spot with a win over the Riders today. In last year's Labor Day game, Winnipeg punched their ticket to the playoffs, tying their all-time fastest postseason clinching berth in the 18-game era, which was established in 1986, and matched the 2001 Blue Bombers team that finished 14-4. Winnipeg 
Winnipeg has been victorious in just three of the past 17 Labor Day Classics, and two of those coming in the past two years, including last season when the Bombers won 20-18. Winnipeg's team record for most consecutive postseason berths was set from 1980 to 1996, totaling 17 seasons. We are 47 minutes away from kickoff in Regina. The pregame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center. Tackle all your at-home projects with Olympic Building Center. I wanted your best and worst Labor Day memories, whichever one you wanted to throw me, on Twitter at DT on OB. Jeff says, uh, first bomber store retail road trip in 2005, set up in the Regina Inn and convinced a bride who was from Winnipeg to wear a bomber hoodie over her dress as she entered the hall for the first time as husband and wife. From that point, I've never succeeded this selling skill. That is pretty good. Larry says, I personally attended the 87 game. Bombers trailed by 10. Clements with touchdown passes to Murphy and Tuttle 25 seconds apart in the final minute and a half to rally for the win. Uh, Larry, I like that so much better than the guys who were on here saying uh, Brett Lother in 2019 and Rocky Butler. Let's never... Let's never with the Rocky Butler. Let's instead with the Ted Wyman. Before I get started on today's sermon entitled, What Ted Did. He is Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun. He is back after some time away. Uh, refreshing and enjoyable is what I took away from our conversation about your time away. <laughs> hey, man, I went to the mountains and just loved it. It was fantastic and uh, really good to come back, though. And uh, and it was a really, I thought it was a, it's a great time to come back because it is the Labor Day Classic and the main event, as Doug would call it, the Banjo Bowl next week. If you love Canadian football, it doesn't really get much better. Yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed. I was going through the CFL notes. <laughs> and there is a pot, spot, uh, Steve Daniel, Jeff Kreber do such a tremendous job at the stats level at the CFL. But there was Ted Wyman's name. As you were, you had an article about Dalton Schoen, and you had some stats in there about Dalton Schoen. And their stats, it feels like the CFL wasn't 100% aware of, and you taught them some stuff? What? Well, I, I don't Help know. me out with the full story. I don't story. know if I said it. Here's what it was. I thought, I looked at Dalton Schoen, and I thought, 23 touchdowns in 29 games. That's a pretty incredible number. I mean, and I wanted to know how it matched up historically. So, as you know, the stats aren't that easy to come by at times this year just over the Internet. So, of course, I did go to Steve Daniel, and I just asked him if he could provide some stats that would give me the historical context. One of them that I wanted was how many touchdowns did Mill Stiegel have in his career per game? And then I also wanted to know how many touchdowns Mill Stiegel had after 29 games. And the interesting thing about it is Mill Stiegel, who is the all-time touchdown leader in the CFL, only had 19 touchdowns in his first 29 games. So Dalton Schoen is on a pretty impressive pace. And as it turns out, he actually has 0.79 touchdowns per game in his career. Only five players in CFL history, all of them retired, ever have had a higher number than that, and they were all running back. So Dalton Schoen, at the moment, if he could keep up the pace, which is going to be a tall order, would be perhaps one of the most prolific touchdown scorers in CFL history. Which... A few games ago, we were talking about, ooh, is he off to a slow start? As much as he's not at this exact second in the top five in CFL and receiving, he is liable to go for 150 today in the in the main event next week in the Grey Cup. Like, he is liable to go off at any point. He is, and of course, you've also got Kenny Lawler and Nick Dembski in this offense, so it's not always going to be Sean's turn to get those big numbers, I wouldn't think. You know, you, you could. we saw the one game where Lawler had... 
200. Sean only had 120 that game or something like that, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's interesting because you're right, and, and I think you could see him easily get back up close to the leaders in, in receiving yards. Um, but it's those touchdowns that really stand out for me because we saw it right at the beginning of last season. There were so many that he scored on scramble drills. That hasn't been the case so much this year, although you could argue one of them last week was a bit on a, on a, on a, on a, on a play where Kolaros was running and could have run it in himself probably but decided to throw it to Sean because Sean's so good at getting open in those situations and it's it's been more about the design plays working this year than than scoring on the scramble drills seven touchdowns this year seems like chump change compared to what he was doing last year when he had 16 but it's still carrying on this level of excellence that most guys just don't achieve, and you look at how good Lawler is. He hasn't even had 23 in his entire career. So I mean, it's a, it's That's, a pretty interesting point. I and the, your point about the the other guys ahead of him on the list were all running backs, right? Half of the run, half of the touchdowns in the CFL come from inside the five yard line. In in a lot of cases, it's who do we want to score the touchdown? Okay, it was Volpe. Okay, here you go. Gil Fennerty was on that list, and uh, and a few and Willard Reeves with the Bombers had 53 touchdowns in 62 games played he was obviously the guy they gave the ball to when they got close to the goal line yeah so it's a, a lot of times it is who do you who do we select to score this touchdown but dalton shown popping in 73 yarders against edmonton last year and i'm just uh, trying to delay so i can pull up the length of his touchdowns this season i'll have to end up dropping it on you a little little later on it doesn't feel like he gets them exclusively because he's the guy zach selects in the red zone he makes the plays that get them that get them going last year uh 27 81 26 25 27 22 three of 60 plus gosh uh only two were within 10 yards of uh, of the end zone including the playoffs uh, he is absolutely a star his, his yards per catch are really great uh in general and another stat that i've always looked at with him is how many times he catches the ball on second down and, and picks up first downs for this team. And I believe he's either tied or alone in first place again this year as the top receiver Man. in that situation. And he certainly was the top receiver in the CFL in that situation last year. He is uh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, another guy, we talked to Demario Houston yesterday. Happy birthday, Demario Houston. He turns 27 years old today. He had a... Normally when I say, well, what do you want for your birthday? Guys don't really answer the question the way Demario Houston did. No, uh... <laughs> He certainly uh, had a lofty ambition. I think that's the way I wrote it. Was a bit, a bit of a lofty ambitious ambition because he said, "For my birthday, I'd like to get two interceptions, and I'd like one of them to be a pick six. You might say that's uh, ambitious for some guys, but the way this guy has been uh, ball hawking this season, the, the you know, he's made some really good picks, and his pick six in the game against Calgary was such a good read on on the quarterback and just walked into the end zone. I don't know what else we can say about the guy right now. You, you know, anybody who's watched the Bombers play has seen how effective he's been. He's really, he's solid in coverage. He's very good at, very responsible. He doesn't seem to have, be a guy that gets a, too big of a head because he's getting those numbers. He'll still say, yeah, I got a pick six, but I also let a guy get past me for, you know, a big gain one time. And, and, and so he thinks that way. And it's just seems to be a really nice fit for the bombers and 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 a really good situation that they were able to get him uh in this year because hard to believe the guy was not on the roster for the playoffs last year even though he was healthy um and he comes back this year and he takes that job pretty much right out of training camp at the boundary corner and he's done nothing but run with it 
Doug, what do we make of the Bombers in pass coverage this season? We we heard the stat of Evan Holmes got 10 knockdowns. Dietrich Nichols has eight knockdowns. Uh, Houston leads the league with seven interceptions. Brandon Alexander with a couple of picks. He loves taking it away from Cody Fajardo. They're number one in yards against per passing play. They're number one in total pass yards against. They're number one in turnovers forced. Uh, where do you believe they are they are at and, and what's leading to that? Well, I think now that they're healthy, I think it's uh, we're, we're seeing where they were expected to be all along. So it's been musical chairs for a lot of the season in terms of guys, uh, different guys lining up in different spots and Brandon Alexander taking time to regain form and, and Evan Holm getting used to the, the league and such. But I think they're turning the corner in terms of their performance. And I think, uh, you know, that is what will return this defense to uh, a level of dominance and uh, execution we were used to seeing from them in, in championship years is is how lights out this defense could be. And I think the secondary right now, now that they're healthy, now that they have guys in spots that they want them, I think they're turning that corner. In my mind, and you made this point weeks and weeks ago when Jackson Jeffcoat was out, in my mind, it, it, it directly, I think there's probably a lot of correlation to when the front is healthy and when the ends are healthy, the back six is, has a chance to get healthy in quotation marks yeah it's, it's a big helper right and that that's that's for every single team in, in, in the cfl when your pass rush is on and getting home uh regardless of it's three four or five men that you that you're sending it's just such a such a help it's a hamburger helper to the back end you know it's uh, it's a massive crutch makes things so much easier for you yeah jackson jeffcoat was a beast last week against montreal you know i i think i would have at least three bomber players on my all-star ballot three players in the secondary and that would be demario houston dietrich nichols and evan holm and i and i mean i think brandon alexander is probably close as well uh, that's kind of a really interesting part of this you know i think these guys are playing very very good football it's been a big part of why this team hasn't been giving up touchdowns they they break up a lot of passes especially on the they deep really balls do. they really do and uh, that's been a huge part of why the bombers have been successful keeping teams out of the end zone in the recent uh, yeah. weeks yeah evan holm talked weeks ago about it. he'd love more of these pass breakups to turn into interceptions uh he's got one interception he's got 10 pass knockdowns we'll take it as long as they're not catching it they think they can jump all a 511 guy as long as they're not, not catching guy. it, uh, <laughs> that is good by us. We continue with Ted Wyman. We've got about uh, four minutes left. Uh, you also wrote about Smash Mouth and Bully Ball, yes, which has been no secret. I'm not the biggest advocate for the running game in the Canadian Football League, but there are times this season where it has absolutely saved the Bombers. Yeah. Well, Smash Mouth was a term that was used by Craig Dickinson to describe the Bombers. And he said that he wanted his team to play that kind of football. He felt that was the only way that you could beat the Bombers, is to try to out-physical them. And I, I can only say that in the games where the Bombers lost this year, I think that was the case. They absolutely did get out-physical by the BC Lions in that one game, and they think they did in the fourth quarter against the Ottawa Red Blacks when they blew that game. But um, I, I really believe that is the only hope that Saskatchewan has. I just don't know that they can do it. I mean, uh, this, the Bombers just are physical. And the truth is, when it comes to the running game, this is Brady Oliveira. You've seen him on TSN every time. It's like, I love it. Bully ball. Bully ball. He said it so many times. And so I just asked him to talk about it and explain exactly what he thinks that is. And it's it really is more than anything. It's, it's definitely just rushing it down their throat. But for him and the O-line, it's almost like more like when they absolutely know you're going to run it, 
because you're trying to run out the clock and win the game, and you still just run it at will and you pick up first downs. To them, that's what bully ball is, and the Bombers have been extremely good at it for the most part this season. Oliver is having a fantastic season, as we know, and you may have already mentioned. He, you know, is on pace to have the second best rushing yards total in the history of the Canadian Football League for a Canadian running back. Only John Cornish would have more. It's a lot of great names, Andrew Harris among them, that, you know, would have, have less if he can keep it going. And I don't see them, I don't see too many teams being able to slow him right down. I think there have been a couple of teams that have kept him to 60, 70, 80 yards, but that's about as low as it gets with him. Yeah. And he's also been a pretty good threat out of the backfield in the passing game. So he's having a fantastic season. If not for the fumbles. Yeah, a couple The of team fumbles. leader in fumbles, right? This long reception against Ottawa that turned into a fumble and goes back the other way. But, Doug, not, I mean, it's not just Brady. This is the most diverse run game in the CFL because, hey, here's Brady, but then here's Greg McRae from the backfield, and here's Nick Dembski from the backfield. And Bailey. And, and here's Nick Dembski on a jet sweep and Bailey on a jet sweep. And we haven't seen Schoen on a jet sweep, but we saw that last year. And you go, man, there is no way. Apart from maybe quarterback keeper with Kolaris, there's no way in which Buck Pierce will not run the football. And I think that's in part of what makes Brady Oliveira so effective is when you can attack the perimeter like the Bombers can do with the ground game, right? So you're, you're stretching a defense sideline to sideline so often with those jet sweeps going either way with any number of players. There's no real, you know, cue for a defense to, to treat, okay, hey, this guy's definitely doing that jet sweep. There's just so many different, it's so multiple. There's so many different variables. But you stretch a defense like that, and then all of a sudden you have Brady who's built to go down Main Street, north-south, and uh, it's just uh, a, a perfect combination of ingredients for a successful running game. The, the true definition of dominance in pro football is to be able to execute when your opponent knows what you're going to do. And that's what the Bombers do so often in the fourth quarter when they have a lead, which they do very frequently. Everyone in the entire stadium knows what they're going to do, and more often than not, they still can't stop them. And that's that's how you define dominance. And that is what the Bombers have been, rolling them to 9-2. and two. You should read everything Ted Wyman writes in the Winnipeg Sun. He joins us every pregame show. Thank you, brother. Great to be here on Labor Day, boys. Enjoy it. Thanks, buddy. Uh, remember, if you could write in the paper that this is the warm-up to the Banjo Bowl. Banjo Bowl, yeah. It's, it's uh, the Labor Day warm-up now. It's not the Labor Day classic. Do I need Precursor, a, underdog, undercard, whatever you want to. Do I need know. a trademark Doug Brown on there? Or? Any, oh, well, I would just say maybe not trademark, but any revenue should flow onto Doug Brown. <laughs> just, okay. You should always recognize where your source is. Yes. In journalism, right? So, All right, fellas. Have a great game. <laughs> Thank you, brother. The injury report now for Dr. J's new men's sexual health clinic. Need to perform better in the bedroom? See the top-rated doctor on Google. Visit Dr. J at Buena Fe Clinic. Dot com. The Bombers now just go ahead and throw everybody on the six-game injury list. So Shane Goche out for this game. Alden Darby on the six-game injured list as well. His place taken by Jamal Parker in this game. Goche is off. Connor Burtonshaw comes on. Many guys are getting very close to return. Celestin Haba and Malik Clements, I would almost expect to be back for the big banjo bowl matchup next week tiadric hansen returned to practice this week but he is not as close as those two but tiadric hansen uh, will soon be back in this lineup and whoa some decisions to be made for the bombers coaching staff as to who's in and who is out the injury report for dr j's new men's sexual health clinic need to perform better in the bedroom see the top rated doctor on google visit dr j at buenafe clinic dot com 
It is 5.36. We're 32 minutes to kick off. We'll have Doug's keys to the game. Plus, does Patty Newfeld get a pass on Labor Day hate because he's from Saskatchewan? It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Ray Maliotza here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. Well, still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or just go to eBay Motors and get it right the first time. When you see the green check, you know that part's going to fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights. eBay Motors has millions of parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. I see violent crime every day, and it will only get worse under Wab Canoe. I'm PC candidate Rajan Karan, mum, Métis, and a 30-year police officer. We're the only team fighting to defend, not defund the police. Authorized by the official agent for the PC Party of Manitoba. Sounds of the game, brought to you by PlayNow.com. He took a brutal shot from the safety and held on instant field position. 25, 15, 10, Dolphins, Jonas going to Bet on blue at playnow.com. Enjoy responsibly. For advice you can trust and service you can count on, Star Building Materials is the perfect partner. For over 65 years, Star Building Materials has been the chosen partner for the best builders, largest contractors, or anyone with a project in mind. Star has one of the largest delivery fleets, servicing Manitoba and all of cottage country. With their decades of industry knowledge and experience, and the largest lumberyard in Manitoba, the perfect partner for your next project is Star Building Materials. Visit starbuilding.com. Hello, Winnipeg 911. What's your emergency? When a family member has a heart attack, a quick paramedic response can mean the difference between life and death. With over 40 fire trucks in Winnipeg staffed with licensed firefighter paramedics, Winnipeg has some of the best emergency response times in North America. This increases your chances of survival and provides better patient outcomes. Winnipeg firefighters, responding to your emergency since 1882, a vital part of your paramedic team. Stay there. Help is on the way. Bomber fans, we are 30 minutes away from kickoff on the radio home of the Bombers, 680 CJOB. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Regina, Saskatchewan, the home of of the Labor Day warm-up. It's the Bombers and Riders. The Bombers looking for win number 10 on the season and a third straight win in the Labor Day warm-up. We are live from Mosaic Stadium. Derek Taylor and Doug Brown with you with 29 minutes away from kickoff. Today's game brought to you by playnow.com. Bet on Manitoba. You can always reach out to the, us during the broadcast in the post-game show on Twitter at DTOnOB. And the text line is open at 204-780-6868. That's where Irene reaches out and says, Hey, guys, uh, Doug, do you always choose the blue color for the vehicle you drive to the Labor Day Classic? <laughs> I, I do not. I, I would like to. I don't always get to choose my vehicle, but I will tell you this. If you drive a Chevrolet Silverado across the border from Manitoba and Saskatchewan, you get uh, you get the key to the city automatically. They just give it to you. So. Uh, many thanks yet again to the guys, the truck guys at Virtual Chevrolet for my ride out here. I uh, couldn't ask for anything better. The ZR2 in the flashy, strong, Very bomber nice. blue colors. It's uh, 
I just I just pray that it's not going to be a drive of shame on the way home, right? You want to drive that thing back, in, you know, and proud, and uh, not have to get it wrapped to a different color or something like that after after this game. It, it'll be a, it'll be a comfortable ride, but yeah. that's predicated on the Bombers winning the game. Yeah, exactly. We're going for there. The bot. The Bombers just leaving after their warm-ups to a solid round of boos here at Mosaic Stadium. Uh, Stanley Bryant looked up into the crowd like, whatever, whatever. It, it, ain't nothing going to stop us in this one. All right. Saskatchewan, this is going to be sold-out football game. Pill Country is full. There's actually a lot of blue in Pill Country as well. And then in this south end zone, the Bomber fans traveled very, very well for this game. We asked Patty Newfeld about playing in the Labor Day Classic, and, and he used the word hostility. So I asked him to describe hostility. It's loud. It's loud, and it's kind of, you kind of feel like the sound is bearing down on you. You know what I mean? When you know where you're at in the field, if it's a, a close moment or a critical situation, you can't hear nothing. So you really got to rely on the trust you've built with your teammates and, and everyone's seeing the same picture. Do you feel like you get off easy at all being from Saskatchewan or or is it just they hate you just the same? Yeah, no, it's 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 hatred all around. And that's the way it should be. It's it's the best rivalry in the CFL and um, it makes that game that much bigger. You try not to make it bigger as a player, but, um, you know, I've been a fan of this league since I ever I can remember. And I've gone to damn near every Labor Day since I've been eight years old. So, um you, you play for games like this, and it's awesome to be a part of. Pat Newfeld in his 12th year out of the University of Saskatchewan, never going back. He's seen the uh, he's seen the blue and gold side, and he is firmly Winnipeg, and the Bombers are very clearly happy to have him. Let's do Doug Brown's keys to the game. They're brought to you by CG Open Road Outlet. Power sports, campers, boats, premium used vehicles, and more. Visit Open Road Outlet. Dot C-A. Doug Brown, what's important in the Labor Day warm-up? Well, first and uh, first and foremost, uh, the, the Bancho Bold undercard, uh, the three keys uh, in this game, you have to take the crowd out of it. I think, uh, you know, the only chance they have is for everything to go awry uh, in the other phases of the football game for the Bombers. I think they're going to do very well defensively against a third-string quarterback. And they just make sure they have they show up well offensively on, on special teams. So taking the crowd out of it early in the game goes a long way in being successful in this game. Uh, number two, uh, lens to this, don't let a third stringer beat you in this game. You'll never hear the end of it as uh, we still to this day hear Rocky Butler brought up on these broadcasts. And I think the third key to this game is... Uh, if you ever want to have Zach Claros have an off game and, and be very bothered by his performance, it's the week before the Labor Day Classic. Uh, him throwing three interceptions, two of which went uh, back for touchdowns. Uh, Zach doesn't uh, take that kind of performance lightly. I expect to see him very much focused, dialed in, and on top of his game. And there's nothing, whether he admits it or not, there's nothing he's going to like doing better than remaining undefeated in Labor Day Classics, uh, especially against his former team, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. 6-0 and oh in Labor Day games. He would be the first CFL quarterback to win seven games in this Labor Day weekend with a victory in this one. Uh, Doug's keys to the game, brought to you by CG Open Road Outlet. Power sports, campers, boats, premium use vehicles, and more. Visit Open Road Outlet. .ca. It is 5.43. We'll take a break. Skylar Peters in the film room next. He looks back at the 2019 West Final. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber football on 680 CJOB. 
Horizon Hearing Centers. Horizon Hearing. Horizon. Horizon Hearing. They're the talk of the town, and Horizon wants to remind you that the government of Manitoba is offering up to $2,000 in funding. There will be a limited amount of recipients, so come visit Horizon Hearing today and join the many Manitobans who've already taken advantage of the hearing aid grant. Give Horizon Hearing a call, 1-877-375-07, and visit Horizon Hearing Center's newest location, Unit 6, 6500 Roblin Boulevard. Are you ready for the greatest family adventure of the season? Whoa! It's a maze in Corn Amusement Farm. Get lost in the corn maze. There's a petting zoo. Take your epic summer selfie during the Sunflower Expo. On now, pony rides. Sweet corn. Fire pit picnic areas for your group event. Big birthdays, team wind-ups, or any day more fun. Just add Amazing Corn Amusement Farm. Only 10 minutes south of Winnipeg. Visit Corn Maze. No matter how much grease is on your hands or how much mud is on your boots, you're always welcome at Princess Auto. For the tools, equipment, and the know-how you need to make it work, the unique world of Princess Auto is here. For experts and tinkerers, inventors and artisans, farmers and builders who know what they want and make extraordinary things work. Princess Auto. Blue Bomber Football. Ideas. Tools. Reliance Superior has been proudly serving Winnipeg and Brandon homeowners for 35 years. As a team that lives and works in the community, we are also excited to be the official partners of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And to support fans like us, we are giving away tickets for each home game this season. For your chance to win a free pair of tickets to next week's Blue Bomber game at IG Field, visit reliancehomecomfort.com forward slash go blue to enter. For all your home comfort needs, Conditions apply. See website for details. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. We're about 22 minutes away from kickoff here at Mosaic Stadium. Pregame concert is underway as the Bombers are here to get their 10th win of the season and their third straight win in the Labor Day game. Uh, Doug Brown and I also looking for a victory. I expect the 50-50 to be substantial, Doug. So hopefully that truck has room for all the cash we're going to take out of this fair city. It's got a tonneau cover, so it won't blow out of the back. It's, it's pretty, they, they pay us in cash, right? We just go collect I sh- I sh- small bills, hopefully. Oh, man. Right Nothing but briefcases. I'm My hotel right across from the casino, just saying. <laughs> 33 degrees in Regina. The sun is behind a cloud slash some smoke. The smoky conditions, they continue. It is getting marginally better as we go along here. The wind, 36 gusting to 47 degrees was the last report from the airport. We'll get an update in about 15 minutes from now. There is no indication that this game will be delayed uh, at all. They are getting ready for the giant uh, O Canada flag, so everything looks to be going ahead here from Mosaic Stadium in Regina. It is a game and a weekend that needs no introduction, and while the Bombers' success has made this rivalry a bit one-sided over the past few years, that wasn't the case where we're going. It was Mosaic Stadium, but a bit later in the year, the air a bit colder, and the stakes even higher. Skylar Peters takes us back to the 2019 West Final. I'm Skylar Peters. Welcome into the film room. I mean, where do we start with this one? 
thousands of fans on either side of the Manitoba-Saskatchewan border have been looking forward to this day for a long, long time. And the best part about the Labor Day Classic and the CFL is you know what's coming year after year. But there's something special about those meetings that are earned to teams who've worked for their right to be there. I'm talking about the postseason. And when it comes to this storied rivalry, perhaps there's been no game bigger than the one played here at Mosaic Stadium on November 17th, 2019. The Riders, first time hosting it in 10 years, and the first time these two teams had met in a West Final since 1972. Making his third straight start for the Bombers, the Cinderella story was already being written for Zach Caleros. He penned another chapter on the first quarter drive, starting at the Winnipeg three-yard line. Lawler's back to pass. Into the end zone he goes. He's got Kenny Lawler for a touchdown. 26 yards over the top of the Saskatchewan defense after they did the same thing for 63 yards to Darvin Adams two plays before. Especially defensively, they have so much talent, so much speed. And, uh, but at the same time, they'll let you get opportunities to take shots. And uh, our guys made a play, as you know. It would be the only touchdown of the game for either team. And usually the majors are what we're all here for on the film room, but not today. The kickers did their jobs. Justin Medlock with makes from 44, 43, 32, and 13 yards. And Brett Lawther, good from 12, 13, 33, and 42. And it set up the dramatics in the fourth quarter. After Lawther got the Riders within a score, the special teamers almost drew even. Field and they've got a, a trick play out here. The fake was on and the return's going back. It's Nick Marshall. Everybody went as if they were blocking on the far side of the field for Marcus Thinkin. And the Bombers got fooled. They almost got fooled indeed. And if it weren't for a speedy tackle by Shane Goche, Nick Marshall had two blockers and nothing but green grass in front of him. Adam Bakehill called it the unsung play of the game. Not nearly as fast, but Shane Goche has the biggest, one of the biggest hearts on this team. And the fact that he gave us the opportunity to go out there and, and, and play defense some more. I mean, man, you, you, can't, you can't thank him enough for what he did right there. The Riders were still threatening as the three-minute warning rang out. And a beautiful sideline catch by Cameron Moore put them on the doorstep. It was time for the defense to stand up. Fake to Powell, Fajardo rolling, and he'll just throw this one away. And he'll hand it off to Powell, and he's, did he get in? Cut, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, he stopped short. Under center, he's going to keep it. Cody Fajardo left side, and he won't get there. The Bombers have stopped him at the one-yard line. Big goal line stand. Fajardo calling his own number and looking for daylight off the left side, but Big Hill read it all the way. He has not been an up-the-middle kind of guy. He's been a scrape-the-edge guy, and uh, that's exactly why uh, we put that play in and, and uh, why I tracked it all the way out. The Bombers thought they sealed it with 30 seconds left to go when Kyrie Wilson jumped on a loose ball, but it was ruled an incomplete pass after review. So Fajardo and the Riders got another chance on third and ten from the Winnipeg 24. Is Fajardo. Steps up and fires, and it's... Oh, no, it went off the hands of Marcus Sales and into the arms of the rider receiver at the five-yard line with 20 seconds left. For Bomber fans, some of whom weren't alive the last time Winnipeg summited the CFL mountaintop, avoiding defeat may have seemed impossible at this point. The ball in the hands of Winnipeg players on two plays in a row. Yet here are the Riders. Three chances to tie it. 
from the five-yard line. Back to pass. Pressure coming. Fajardo caught from behind and down at the eight-yard line. The ball came out, but he was down. 14 seconds, the eight-yard line. Fajardo back to pass. Into the end zone, and it's knocked away by Brandon Alexander with four seconds left. It'll be third and goal. Fajardo, shotgun, back to pass. Into the end zone, hits the upright, and it's incomplete, and that's the game. There's no flags on the field. The game is over. It's been a long time since I've been able to say this, but the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going to the Great Cup. The most dramatic way to win a football game. The tension rising with every tick off the clock. 20 seconds that felt like a lifetime. And after all that, a dead ball. The Bombers had won the game even before the leather hit the ground. I think every single person in that building was was uh, silent when that ball was in the air every single play. We got some nasty guys up front that don't want to lose. We protect every blade of grass, and I think you saw that. And for the players we celebrate so often on offense, all they could do now was sit and watch. It's never fun when you're on the sideline. You'd rather have the, the ball in your hands, you know? There were so many ups and downs, momentum shifts, big plays, reviews. I mean, where it could have gone either way, I mean, uh, it, it, was, it was definitely dramatic. A moment for fans to exhale, and then the reality Going quickly set in. Great With Zach Caleros at the helm, no less. A man who'd started the season as a rider, thrown his first passes of the year 23 days before this, and now was headed to the championship game. How about that, huh? I just, uh, I just got off the phone with my wife and said, can you believe this shit? <laughs> I love Mike O'Shea. I have since I, I've known him since 2012. I mean, he's just a guy. He's a leader. To have a guy like that put his trust in you, that's the special feeling. And, and the guys here I get to work with every day. I mean, they want this thing bad. One more step. The Bombers preparing to head back to Calgary for the third time in five games, where the Hamilton Tiger Cats were waiting. It's taken a while, and, and we're not satisfied. I don't, you know... Going to the Great Cup is not uh, what we're here for. We're here to win it, and I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Great Cup. We're going to be talking about Hamilton and playing a game. Well, we all know what happened in that game. And while this one today is much further away than the ultimate matchup in November, the goal of Mike O'Shea and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers remains the same. Now we get to see if they can silence the Riders' faithful at Mosaic Stadium one more time. Skylar Peters in the film room. If you've got a favorite play, email Skylar at cgob.com. You might hear it on a future Bombers broadcast. Skylar, S-K-Y-L-A-R at cjob.com. I'd never heard you and Bob on the other side of that 2019 Westmont. You guys were a lot more excited in this booth than I was in the Riders booth when that ball clanged off the crossbar. Yeah, you know, and the, the clang was just, it was just one of the ways it was going to, there was, even if even if it's a touchdown, the game's not even over, right? So it was. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, to to force overtime. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's not a foregone conclusion that if Cody does not connect uh, with the, the crossbar on that pass, that you know Saskatchewan was in any way or shape going to win that game. So it was, uh, but it was it was a beautiful thing. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Yes, uh, yes. The, the, the Marcus Sales drops the interception and Kyron Moore catches it in his hands. You just, 
on the Saskatchewan side, all these fans here thought, foretold, we're winning this game now because we've been smiled on by the gods. And nope, it was not to be. And every time I come back now, I will reference to Ed Tate. I'll make the joke. Ed, that's the, that's the crossbar in the north end. That's the crossbar to the point where 2019 West Final, Bombers win the Grey Cup. The next year is canceled. 2021, they come back, and Mason Fine and the quarterbacks were in camp that year, and they do a drill where they practice, Are we if we're going into the end zone, do we go over the crossbar or under the crossbar? And Fine points one off the north crossbar. And I asked him in the, afterward, like, did anybody tell you that that's not a great thing to be doing in, in Rough Rider Green? He's like, no, I never heard. Yep, nope. A- ask Cody about that. and uh, They should have changed it out, really, if they were, you know... <laughs> They believed in the football gods and all that kind of kind of jazz. They should have changed the the equipment. The warm up to the warm up is complete. We are 11 minutes away from the Bombers and Riders. The Bombers can clinch a playoff spot and get themselves an extra game ahead of the BC Lions for first place in the West. Restore that two game lead, and they can put the Riders to below 500. Which, uh, as Bomber fans, I think we are all thoroughly in favor of we'll take a short news break and then we'll come back with the kickoff from a blue speckled mosaic stadium in regina we'll also give you the latest update on the weather as well as we continue the bombers coming onto the field and i hear some cheers from the 33,500 in attendance here in regina it's princess auto blue bomber football on 680 cjob You've been listening to the pregame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence on 680 CJOB.